she went abroad for one semester and then traveled for almost a decade she discovered yoga on the way became a yoga teacher now she is becoming a mom very soon and she plans to travel again with her baby welcome to the art of solo traveling podcast where we share skills mindset and inspiration for solo traveling i am babu the creator of the art of solo traveling podcast and i'm truly honored to help you in any way i can and i thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking out time to listen to this podcast today we have another special guest who's going to share her experience her wisdom her journeys to help us understand and inspire us for solo traveling Emma welcome to the art of solo traveling podcast where we share skills mindset and inspiration for solo traveling mm-hmm. and this is a platform where we want to bring in real travelers who are not very popular bloggers vloggers instagrammers who have traveled for real who have traveled for long term who know the real deal of traveling and they can share their stories and you know their lifestyle and their tips and advice so that other people can travel so this is welcome i really wanted to interview you since we met few years ago in latin america because you have traveled so much so welcome to the art of solo traveling podcast again thank you <laughs> great so let's start so tell us about yourself like where you from what have you been doing your travel experience and you know when did you start what all has happened in your life for us to know a little bit more about you <laughs> well, um I'm from the UK and I my first kind of experience I would say was when I was at university I had the opportunity to study abroad and so I moved to California for a semester of school and I kind of went because I was young and I liked the idea of California and <laughs> living this kind of sunshine life. But once I was there I met so many people from kind of different places doing different things, studying different things, different outlooks on kind of life about traveling, about living abroad. Like I kind of assumed everyone would be doing it. They would be in the same situation as me and they weren't and it really kind of like sort of gave me this idea like oh this is really interesting like there's a lot of reasons how people have come to be here um and it just sort of i think it gave me this boost of confidence you know i've gone somewhere by myself and i've met an amazing group of people that i've connected with really easily like you know we had a lot of things in common a lot of things different but i had an amazing oppor- an amazing experience so i came home from that and i had a friend say oh i, I want to go traveling to southeast asia and i was like i'm in please let me come i need to i need to do this more and so that was just a little six week trip around like thailand cambodia vietnam malaysia singapore and um i was there with danny actually and i'm going to end up telling part of danny's story but 
we were traveling and Danny didn't get into university while we were there. And I said, Danny, why, why do you, you don't even want to go to university? Why don't you not come home? Why don't you do what everyone else that we're meeting is doing and go to Australia and try that out? She was like, really? She was 18 years old. She was like, really? And I was like, yeah, do you know what? Do it. So she left for Australia and I went home. And for that last year, because it was my final year of university, she was calling me every week. Emma, you need to come here. You need to be here. You need to experience this. So I was for like one year just like itching, like, oh, my God, when, 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 when? And so I finished um, university and I went to meet Danny in Australia and spent a year there. And again, it was a similar thing. Like you're on the other side of the world. You're by yourself. Danny was there, but we kept going our separate ways and just kept meeting incredible people that we could connect with so quickly. And that confidence of like, well, I'm never really alone. Like there's always someone that I can meet, that I can share experiences with, that I can learn something from. And um, so, yeah, then... Then I came home after that. I was home for a couple of years, kind of wondering what to do next. I was a little bit torn between going down the career path of using my university degree and working in an office and going down that way. But also this thing in the back of my mind, like, no, I was really, truly happy when I was exploring and meeting new people and having new experiences every day. And so after a couple of years, I was like, that's it. I'm doing it again. <laughs> and that's when I left the about three and a half years I think and and just went traveling again around Southeast Asia, Australia, New Zealand and just it's it sort of comes with momentum you have one plan all right I want to go there see what's happening and then you meet people and you learn of people experiences and something will come into your mind and you think all right now I want to go there and have that kind of experience and it just kind of built and built and uh, yeah, and that's when I ended up in Rishikesh doing my yoga program um, through to Nepal to teach yoga, volunteering in a hostel. And that's what gave me the confidence I can do that. I did that in Cambodia and then I went to Mexico. I did that in Mexico and it just kind of snowballed. It's it's wherever you are, you don't need a long term plan, really. You just sort of find what you're enjoying from it and listen to people's experiences and see things like see which things resonate with you and which make you think all right I have to do that too and then and then that's it that's your next chapter it's, it's kind of is written already <laughs> wow that's awesome that's awesome so you have traveled more or less for eight years seven eight years more or less right yeah, I guess the first time I went away I was 20 I'm 30 oh. now Okay, but, so, um, so it's, it's been 10 years, but dipping back in and out of things. back in and out. So but the yeah. first time you went as a 20-year-old girl, like were there some apprehensions, internal turmoil or internal conversations you had, some, you know, like mental roadblocks which you had to overcome? I'm not sure. At 20, year, 20 years old, and I don't know if maybe I had, I wasn't aware of, you know potential risks and dangers that much I think I was quite sort of like happy-go-lucky oh I'm gonna go to California this is gonna be amazing and <laughs> I think I was probably a bit nervous about going by myself and about um you know having to make new friends and but I think I've always sort of been quite a confident person when it comes to me I'm, I love meeting people I love making new friends right. anyway so I, I think that helped I think maybe later down the line when I went traveling knowing right I'm this is traveling it's it's not studying abroad where I have 
a place to mm -hmm. to live for certain you know like every day you don't know okay where am I gonna live what am I gonna do for money like <laughs> how am I gonna survive that that came a little bit later when I was really like okay I, I don't just want to live abroad I want to travel and and that's when yeah you sort of consider I have to know that I'm always going to be okay um but I think that again is something that you you learn and you develop through experience the more that you go somewhere and you put yourself in new situations and everything is okay the more self-belief you have like well I've done this before and it was all right and I'm still here <laughs> and I think you have to practice that real like self-belief and that confidence that it will be okay because it has to be <laughs> true very true I think that has been my experience as well that uh, once you baby step it that you take a smaller step and you get yeah. out of your comfort zone and then from there as you said the momentum starts building you start accepting the unknown as very nice and you know you start uh, mingling with people you develop that self-belief so yeah, I definitely agree to that. I, I think that's a very important element, right? If someone wants mm -hmm. to go abroad or, you know, like travel for long term, that's yeah. uh, that's great. And this yoga thing, you discovered yoga on the way, right? <laughs> so how did that happen? Because you all, you're also a yoga teacher, I guess, right? Yeah. So how, how, how did traveling led you to yoga? Because yoga is, you know, like, uh, it's like... Uh, it's a form of discovery that, right, we talk about traveling can help you discover new stuff and yoga definitely is a very, very strong element of that, right? So how did that happen? Well, yoga initially came to me when my, and me and my ex-boyfriend broke up and I was feeling really sad. And a oh. friend said to me, well, I practice yoga because it sort of gives you something to focus on and it gives you kind of a bit of confidence and self-belief and I wasn't really sure what she meant by that but after practicing and having um you know doing like the meditations and having that time setting intentions and reflecting on those intentions it really did pull me up from this place of feeling a little bit worthless after a breakup to feeling really um a lot of self-love and a lot of confidence in myself um so it kind of started there as just something that I used to make me feel better and because it made me feel so much better it gave me this passion to share that share it with other people I just thought I know what it can do for me I'd love to be able to help other people have this feeling of like just yeah self-love and confidence and like kind of I don't know like everything's okay I don't know it so I started, um, I was practicing more, going to more classes. And then I just had a couple of friends mention to me when I was practicing with them, they were like, Emmy, you're really into this. Like you're really passionate about it. You should go and study and you should teach other people. Like, and then, yeah, it kind of went from there. I started hearing about people who had done um, their yoga course, their like YTTC. And, you know, it's sort of, it's, it's that thing when you set your idea on something you'd like I think the universe sends you yeah, little messages of like how to help you on that journey so it was it's just like a little step by step oh you you know you should teach it oh someone learn how to teach here oh this place was really beneficial and then and then it went from there and I ended up in um Ayushkama um yoga I can't remember the whole center name, <laughs> but yeah, in Rishikesh, and I just absolutely loved it. 
Wow, that's awesome. And I think uh, yoga is a great way to be fit when you are traveling because when you are traveling, it's hard to find gyms and yeah. You know, but yoga, I think you can uh, do any anywhere. So, you know, yoga, I think is a great way. I do advocate practices like yoga if you want to maintain your fitness when, especially when you're traveling through hostels and all that. So, yeah, definitely. And has it helped? Has yoga helped you make friends when traveling? Like that's something cool. Has it had that happened? A hundred percent. I think because yoga is almost kind of like it's you know it's a path of discovery and it's it's sort of like a way of life I think in a way and so if you meet people and you both have this connection to yoga even it might be different practices of yoga you might have different opinions on you know what what yoga does for you but it's still something that kind of connects you together like this practice and I think a lot of people that practice yoga you know, they're sort of interested in the unknown. They're interested in learning and discovering and wanting to improve themselves. And it's these are the conversations that you can really get into and, you know, you can really go deep with and um, and really connect with people on and learn a lot from. So, yeah, I absolutely just from either teaching it in hostels or practicing it and someone wanting wow. to practice together. Um, yeah, definitely. It's been even like people that have said to me, oh, I'd, you know, I've, I've only practiced a couple of times, but I wanted to come to a class and I'll end up sitting and chatting with them after the class for ages because I'm sort of like, so why are you interested and what's what's bringing you here? What's going on with you? Like, right. it's a really it's an easy way, I think, to connect with people and, and an opportunity for people to open up about their right. journey. Right. And also to share something amazing with people, because a lot of people are not aware of yoga. And if you share this, they get really happy. And, you know, like uh, they for them, it's like a new door you have opened. So it's yeah. like uh, a great sort of a social work as well. Like I taught meditation and yoga to children, to an NG, a ch children's NGO for two months. And it was so amazing. And I was still in touch with them. And it was it was just a big learning for me as well and plus to introduce to I yeah and uh, I do believe that such hobbies and such interests help you broaden your travel perspective and your travel experience right that's yeah. fun that's so nice and for how long have you been teaching yoga no? um so I did my yoga certification in 2000 and I want to say 2063 Oh, I think it was three years ago, about this time, three years ago, actually. I, wow, I that's amazing. completed my course, yeah. Right. And how did your parents, your family take this lifestyle? Like, since you have been, you know, you turned 20 and then you are just exploring <laughs> the world. How did your folks take? It's quite an interesting one, actually. My dad has this kind of mindset of do what makes you happy even if it doesn't make you a lot of money. So <laughs> he's That's kind of... mindset, by the way. <laughs> he went to university at 18 and he did some jobs. And then he went to university again at 40 to change his career and, and did that for 10 years, maybe. And then he changed his career again at 50, maybe after 50, decided to be self-employed. He kind of like, he changes, he adapts to what he wants to do. And he's got this way of living. And with us, he's like, just go and be happy. My mum obviously wants us to be very happy too, but she's got a different background of, she went into nursing at maybe 
18 and that's been her whole career and so for her she sort of sees you've gone to university you've paid for this education you should use this education to develop and grow in this way in a kind of career um, way she completely agrees with always growing and always developing which I agree right. with Absolutely. but I think that she sees that through the workplace to gain mm. success and stability and security so mm. that when you get to 60 you know you or 70 whenever we're going to retire you you've got something to fall back on um right. you've got security so she kind of doesn't understand so much what I'm doing and she worries a bit that I'm right. wasting these years that I could be progressing in a career and having my pension and having that security built up and buying a house um I think she kind of worries that I might get to 50 and be like oh I did it all wrong but I don't I don't see that happening I'm I really just see that what I need will come to me when I need it so maybe I will buy a house because when I have a baby maybe I will want some stability so at that point then I'll focus on getting a house for stability but until then me and my partner are quite happy that we can travel with a baby and it'll be beneficial to the baby and then it can have roots but maybe later Wow, that's a very nice approach and has travel you said something about growth which just struck me has travel helped you grow at all levels? Yeah. And in what like, ways? Just in, you know, when I think about myself at university, I was young. I thought I was so mature um, you know, sort of getting caught up in like maybe bits of drama. And, and I think just seeing the world in a different perspective and sort of you kind of step back. And instead of your world being your immediate surroundings, the world is like, everything that's happening around you and and I think it just makes you a bit more humble and a bit more like it gives you a different perspective it's you know I think maybe before I did want to finish university get a job get a career progress and sort of prove myself like that whereas now it's like I want to be a good person I want to be the best person I can be and doing that is you know, putting myself in different experiences and different challenges and trying to, you know, be better and be more helpful. You know, I like to teach yoga because I want to, you know, pass something on to people and help them grow too. So it's, you know, it's just constantly like seeing an opportunity to learn something more and to work towards being the ideal of who you want to be, I guess. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think uh, I resonate with that very strongly because what I have felt about myself that traveling has just made me a more compassionate person naturally, you know, like like not being judgmental and uh, being able to accept the diversity and like the good and the bad of everything and being able to just uh, have this feeling internally that for everyone all over the world, things should be good, you know, that feeling rather than, because when I used to work for the corporate world before, it was very much about just myself, you know, my job and salary and career growth and all that. So definitely that's one of the things it's very common that can happen that you start becoming more compassionate. And as you said, you want to be a good person, you know, like... (laughs) naturally because I think you also see a lot of good when you are traveling like 
is it not like uh, because the media always shows that the world is bad whereas when you travel it's exactly the opposite would you agree to that statement oh. The experiences that you have, even the negative experiences that I've had, the fact that I'm still okay despite them gives you that confidence that, yeah, the, the universe is looking out for me. And I think the situations that you sometimes get in and strangers just offering to help. For example, when I was in New Zealand, we were traveling. We didn't have a lot of money. Uh, we were sat in a car park, my friends and I, and we were like, oh, do we go to this museum? It's quite expensive, but it's supposed to be amazing, but we don't have so much money. And this woman came over and she's like, I'm sorry, I can't help but overhear that you're interested in going to this museum. And we were like, yeah, I mean, do you think it's worth it? Because it's quite a lot. And she said, it's 100% worth it. Look, here's some money. I want you to go. And we're like, no, 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 no. Like, thank you so much, but we can't take your money. And she was like, please, for me, I really would appreciate if you could take this money and you could go to this museum and you could appreciate what this museum is because it was really like not just a, not a standard museum it's really kind of like art and culture and you know just as some stranger to overhear a conversation and want to do something to give us an amazing experience was like okay like you know it kind of shocks you but it gives you this faith in humanity it's like wow people are really amazing True. we we read a lot and we hear a lot of stories where people don't show their best selves but we don't hear that much of just people being amazing people Absolutely. and then yeah but it happens all the time like in traveling yeah, you know, it's stunning it's stunning yeah. and like all over the world whether you are you go to new zealand or you go to guatemala yeah. or you go to southeast asia you india yeah. it's it's just stunning and what you said is that faith in humanity you really see that how amazing human beings are you know mm -hmm. at the core so yeah that's like uh, really really awesome and it happens so much that yeah. you sometimes freak out you know like yeah. god that how amazing people they offer you food they offer you place to stay they are more interested yeah. in your stories your life they want to care for you like yeah. oh my god it's, it's really amazing it's really yeah, yeah it's really and that is one of the things we want to bring out for through this podcast or this initiative to the people is that the world is really safe place you know yeah. you do have to take care you do have to yeah. do your basic precautionary stuff but overall the world is really really a safe place so thanks for bringing it on but just taking the same thread you think it is harder for a girl to travel or have you had any experiences or what would be your tips and advice for girls okay. who want to travel yeah but let me tell you one thing before you answer is that the most amazing solo travelers i have met they have all been girls and girls <laughs> it's really i'm dead serious emma and most of the girls they ask me that you know oh i am a girl i cannot travel and i tell them oh man like just go and you will see like so many girls travelers who are like traveling solo and they've done like amazing stuff but still share your thoughts on this like would love to know since uh, you've traveled so much yeah give me one second babu i just need to plug my <laughs> my laptop charger in <laughs> oh no problem um I do wonder if, yeah, it's in. 
So I wonder if because women generally probably everywhere in the world face more challenges than men, that the reason that the most amazing travellers you meet are women is because they have a little bit more, you know, that they have to be conscious of. They have to be more self-aware. They have to be aware of their surroundings. They have to tune into their intuition a little bit more to know whether people are trusting. They've got more at risk. Apparently, there's more violence towards men than there is sexual harassment towards women. But I'm not sure. And I'm not sure the consequences of either of those, if maybe one is a little bit, can affect you a little bit worse. But away from that, (laughs) I think... um, Everywhere I've been as a female, I've been okay. Um, I have had experiences um, where we felt, you know, maybe a little bit unsafe. But for example, um, when we were close to the border, we were in India going to the border of Nepal. And there was a man on the train that was really staring at us. And I noticed this quite a lot in India, that people can stare. um, And I wonder if it's just a kind of, in, in England, it's, you know it's very rude to stare and you know but it's that's still a cultural rule it's not a worldwide universal smile means happy frown means sad you know so it's it's a kind of cultural thing and we got you know used to it because that's how it is but this man was and we were sensing this very uncomfortable vibe from him and we were all feeling very yeah very very unsure uncertain of what could happen because we don't know if he could be violent if any you know but even in that situation, those people, other people on the train that could see that we felt uncomfortable and that were saying to the man, move away, move away, go away from these girls. So even in a situation like that, where we felt very vulnerable, we, there were still other people around that could sense that and could sort of back us up. And so that gave us a bit of security. Um, there's been other times as well when, you know, maybe a man's approached me and and he sort of started talking to me and um, saying, oh, why don't we do this? Why don't we go on an adventure? And, you know, people can can convince you quite easily when they can see, oh, she, she's a traveller. She clearly wants to, you know, have an adventure, right. do something fun. To sort of be like, yeah, why don't we do this? And, you know, my initial thought is to just think everyone's lovely. So, you know, it's like, yeah, why not? But I think that's why it's really important to really listen to yourself because if you have even a hint of uncertainty then just listen to that because maybe you miss out on an opportunity to go you know explore somewhere with someone and maybe they're fine but maybe you can have that opportunity with someone else that you don't have this little bit of doubt with like you can meet people everywhere you go and that's why I think it's really important to trust your intuition because sometimes our idea of what we want can be yes that's what I want so let's just do it and I think it's really important for anybody but especially girls to just take a little time and not worry about offending people because I think a feminine characteristic is to be accommodating and to not let other people feel uncomfortable but I think it's really important to remember to put yourself first and know okay but do I feel uncomfortable is it more important that I feel comfortable and I say no to someone than I say yes so that they don't feel rejected or hurt? So I think it's a really tough lesson to kind of learn and to work through, but it's a really important one for, for women especially, um, but for anyone to just really like kind of tune into those feelings that you get about people. Yeah. I think yeah. uh, that's, that's a very, very 
very wise advice because I do believe that uh, as a traveler, you have to trust your intuition and the feeling. You know, that's yeah. the key. That's yeah. really the key. So that's like a great point. But at the same time, what are the fun parts of traveling as a solo girl? Like, because there are some fun parts as well, like some uh, things which only you guys can get access and, you know, guys cannot get access to. <laughs> I know, I do think, you know, there have been times for whatever silly reason, you know, men can approach girls and they, you know, they, maybe they want to take you out for a date. Maybe they, right. and you get a good feeling and, um, you know, we've, I've had, experiences of men sort of saying all right come party at the vip club with us right. and you know there's a load of you you know it's safe and it's just that someone wants some company and right. you can go or um yeah or just being able to connect i wonder if there's something between like masculine and feminine and how easy it is to open up and i think being a girl generally girls are quite happy to open up and talk about their thoughts true, and feelings true. and to really connect with people on a very deep level right. um but yeah ab apart from you know what i was saying about the, the danger and intuition of being a girl i just think that's a very minor thing that you have to consider and be aware of but generally i think it's very easy to travel as a female solo traveler and just be aware of where you're going. You can do a little bit of research before. You can choose to stay in hostels that are popular with lots of people. You can choose to go to places. Maybe if you want to go to a remote place, you can just make sure that you do your research and you feel aware of where you go, uh, like feel comfortable that you know what to expect of where you're going. Because yeah, it's, it's fun, it's free. Like you can choose whenever you want to go where you want. I wonder sometimes if, men are more hesitant to invite another man because they don't know how he could be and they might feel more comfortable inviting another woman because mm. they think oh there's less risk of violence or aggression so mm. it's quite I've always been invited to join a group of travelers to join someone to stay with someone because mm. I think I don't know maybe people just feel a bit more safe and relaxed around a girl so it just kind I of opens up yeah. Yeah. I, th I think uh from my experience i have not had difficulty in making friends with guys but i do feel that girls are more trustworthy mm. so as a girl if a girl goes and talks to a guy or a couple or an older older woman or an older man i think they just come out less threatening than a guy for yeah. you know like uh, reasons which to an extent are true so I do believe that uh, that point is uh, really important. What you said that uh, your safety and all is a very minor thing. The other stuff is like so beautiful that uh, you are invited to parties and you know like. Uh, and uh, I do believe that uh, this is just my experience that girls are more social also. You know, mm. they're more social than men in my experience. So I think it is easier for a girl to get along with uh, people compared to men i don't know where it's coming from but that has been my experience and even like anthropologists and evolutionary psychologists they do say that women are far more social and also this intuitive thing which you talked about i do believe that uh, intuition is women have more intuitive power than men so because of many evolutionary reasons and also I think that's like a big advantage because guys are so logical that, you know, they can start analyzing things a lot and, you know, they can miss out. So I do agree to that.
but do you think like uh, because just uh, you said about you know some guy inviting you in how is the dating relationship scene happens when, as a long term traveler is it hard is it easy because there are both good and bad sides to long term traveling and i think in my experience like uh, definitely there is a thrill of meeting you know like new people and having that rendezvous that adventure with someone new from a different land and you have like this great connection for a short time it's very pure very authentic but then in my experience it has been really hard to have like a long term committed relationship mm-hmm. on while traveling longer so what has been your experience as a girl and what advice would you give if someone wants to you know find a man in a foreign land or <laughs> you know have that adventure <laughs> i think if you set your sights because before i i remember thinking all i want to do is meet someone that i can travel with and i think if you set your sights on this sort of like long term i'm so sorry my cat is very loud no that's um, if you set your sights the entire interview actually so it's pretty great <laughs> if you set your sights on wanting a long term relationship then you're not focusing on who you're meeting you're focusing on what you want at the end of it yeah and I think if you take every meeting you have as for what it is in that present moment and just see where it can go because sometimes you have a fixed plan but you change your plan because you meet someone I met someone when I was living in Cambodia I was only supposed to stay in Cambodia like a couple weeks a month I met amazing friends which was mostly the reason that I stayed but I met someone that I really connected with and so for that reason I stayed way longer than I was supposed to but then I still had a plan that I had to do I had a visa for New Zealand I had to leave and so we ended it but because it wasn't a messy breakup no one hurt the other one it was kind of we're still friends now because we got on we had a good connection we're good people we liked each other and so it's kind of it evolves from you know maybe a romantic thing into a friendship and it's kind of nice then because often in a relationship at the end there's a bit of hurt and you lose that person from your life and it's really true. sad when that happens because true, you were true. in each other's lives for a reason and Absolutely. the emotion can sometimes break that so i think it's quite nice sometimes actually to have these like short term experiences because each person you learn something from they teach you something mm-hmm. they help you grow they help you realize maybe what you do want from the next person what you don't want from the next person so i think everybody that you encounter and have some sort of relationship shows you something about yourself and it's really beautiful to experience that but then yeah also who my partner now that I'm having a baby with I met in England which I was really opposed to when we first met I was like no you're British you're gonna make me stay in England I'm not interested and um, (laughs) then but from getting to know him he'd had a girlfriend in Thailand before he'd lived you know partly in Thailand for like four years and and it sort of made me realize oh actually he's he's not what I expected him to be he's you know there's something else and when I left for Mexico which was my plan before I met him a couple of weeks after I left, he said, okay, I'm quitting my job. I'm leaving my apartment. I want to travel again too. I'm coming to Mexico. And that was, you know, that it wasn't our plan. We'd agreed, all right, while we're in England, we'll have this nice little relationship and then we'll go our separate ways. But I think we both realized, oh, actually we can make this work. We can adapt our plans because maybe this relationship is something that we want to, to go with, to experience, to see what happens. So I think 
Yeah, I think you've just got to be open and not attached to what you want at the end, but open to meeting people and seeing what could happen, seeing how your plans might change, how their plans might change. I wouldn't say change your plans for someone, <laughs> but just sort of go with the flow and see what can Absolutely. grow and see what can build. And yeah, and traveling teaches you that, that don't change your plans for someone. At the same mm -hmm. time, be open to what's coming. Yes. And be authentic and honest and focus on the present moment. Don't start planning 20 years ahead, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's so that's so true. And that's that's I think traveling is the only domain where you can actually experience that and see the beauty of it. Because uh, as you said, a lot of people are, you know, like they go the traditional way and because they haven't experienced the other thing, the relationship breaks and then you don't want to see each other, which is not good, right? Like uh, there should be a respect for the good moments you have spent and traveling definitely teaches you that. So I agree to that. But uh, tell us about this uh, mommy uh, <laughs> journey, which you are you have started very recently. You, became, you are about to become a mom. So tell us about that. And as someone, it's very... It's very interesting for me, Emma, because when I met you, you were a hardcore traveler. You're so curious. You're so friendly. And still, you have the same vibe. And uh, you have decided to become a mother now, which is a very unique, very special, very committed, very focused journey. So what are your plans for that? How did this uh, great episode happen in your life? And what do you look ahead? How do you want to take this journey ahead? Oh, I don't know. It came, it came around as a bit of an accident, a bit of a surprise. Not accident, I would say a lovely surprise, which we were both really, really happy like about. Like traveling, think, you know, like traveling yeah, exactly. for you, right? So you're so used <laughs> yeah. to surprises, right? So exactly. I'm so not he, surprised that you yeah, are surprised. A very big surprise, but it's just, I just see it as another kind of journey to go through and to experience, and I'm so excited for it. I'd, I'd weighed up whether I'd want wanted children at all for a long time I wasn't sure if if I even wanted them at all but I think meeting my partner that I'm with now and sort of there's this thing of like I would like to make a baby with you like you have such good wow. values you are such a good person and I would like to because it's you know it's not an easy journey and you've got two people with different backgrounds different experiences different understandings and perception of family trying to create a family together I think that can be really difficult sometimes but I think if you've got you know some some strong values that you both believe in like we both believe in learning and experiencing new things finding your own way um exploring trying different things like he's worked in a lot of different jobs too same as me and you know so I think these are quite good fundamentals of how you see the life and I think we share those which means that hopefully we can unite when we bring up this baby together and and I think because traveling is so such an important part of both of our lives I'm very relieved I had a you know we've had these conversations I'm like but you definitely do want to still travel when we have a baby wow. and he's like yes <laughs> because it's so important for me I, it's something that helps me like it's my life still I'm still Emma that traveler that needs to go and learn and develop and explore and experience new things and my baby is something I can share that with rather than my baby stopping me from being me or me having to change things I think that I can still give my baby everything that it needs like all the love and support and 
like education, but maybe just in a different setting rather than being at home. I can do this outside. I remember someone saying to me once, I want my children to see the world as their garden, not their little fenced area, like the whole world. They can have beaches, they can have sand, they can have mountains, they can have gardens. And I think that's beautiful. Like the world is ours. It shouldn't be this part is mine. Like the whole world is. So let's go and see it and experience it and learn from it. I'm hoping spend like being outside in different environments, my child will be excited. Like what's this plant? What's this animal? What are they doing? What's, you know, just to be interested in there's so much that we don't know. So let's try and learn a little bit at a time. Wow, it's amazing to see your enthusiasm about becoming a mother and to travel with your baby. And when are you planning to like uh, start traveling after five or six months of her coming? Yeah, they need um, vaccinations. um, So we have to wait for that to be safe. I think I think after five or six months, then it's safe to go. And wow. um, It'll, it'll be a different type of traveling. There'll be no oh, more like... Like very special, I guess. Very special. Yeah. Like yeah. not many people have done that. So that should be yeah. very interesting. It's interesting as well. Like my mum was saying, that's going to be very hard with a newborn baby. But I really believe that everyone's experience is different anyway. And you deal mm-hmm. with the situation that you have. You know, some people have babies and they barely have any money and they still manage to give their child love and support and some people don't have any time because they're working and they still manage to bring up their babies as best they can and I think you you have the situation that you're in and you make it work for you because it's what it's the situation that you want so maybe it's going to be difficult having a baby and traveling maybe we can't manage it but I'm not going to stop that maybe from from letting me try I want to try I want to see if I can do what I want to do and still give my baby the best like well that's called like a true traveler's positive adventurous spirit you know like <laughs> because as as a traveler you have to be positive all the time yeah. and you yes. can't look for but that's great i really really you know like appreciate you sharing this because <laughs> for girls who want to travel or who are not traveling simply thinking that you know like uh, they won't be able to experience motherhood I think uh, your story is very inspiring for them so thank you so much for sharing that so final tips Emma for people who want to go solo traveling like from your phenomenal 10 years of you have been to Australia New Zealand Southeast Asia and Latin America all over the world California like what would be your advice be to people who want to solo travel and they are not sure, you know, they have these things going on in their mind about future and you know what I mean. So final I tip. would say get rid of that doubt. If there is an inkling inside you that wants to do something, then believe in yourself that you can do it because you can. We can do anything we put our minds to it be realistic maybe there's going to be challenges but there is nothing to stop you doing what you want to do apart from your own mind so if you want to go just go and you can take baby steps you can start with a little two-week trip a three-week trip you can go on to a two-month trip it doesn't have to be that you go from your life of never traveling before to my life of having a baby and traveling it doesn't have to be that big that's not a great idea at all (laughs) just find find small steps I started off saying okay I want to go to this country for a bit 
and then I want to go to that country for a bit and just know if you ever want to go home you can go home it's it's not the be end and the what's the worst thing that can happen it's never that bad and the worst thing that Absolutely. can happen never usually happens Absolutely. you can prepare for it but it's very rare that it actually happens so right. it's positivity like you said I would say be positive believe in yourself be brave and go for it yeah. <laughs> perfect very well said Emma very well said thank you so much for your time I really appreciate you sharing your entire travel journey a lot of things even I didn't know <laughs> and thank you so much for coming and sharing your uh, tips and wisdom and I wish you all the best for your baby <laughs> and uh, I hope the baby travels a lot 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 more than you and me and yeah. everyone so thank you so much for coming <laughs> thank you for asking me <laughs>